We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up and welcome in everybody to an OBR Film Breakdown Monday Quick Hitter where we are going to spend our one and only podcast talking about the Super Bowl, Andrew Spade. Uh, the Chiefs pull off a 25-22, actually turned into a pretty good game after the first, I, I would say three quarters were really poorly executed, probably the right way to say that, or or like, I think some things were, these teams were well prepared for each other, so it's like you're kind of trying to understand like, quality defense isn't sexy sort of versus offensive execution. So I understand that, but I didn't think execution wise for the offense, giving themselves chances was very crisp. So I would say it turned into a really fun ending after a really rough beginning. Totally agree. Totally agree with that. I think it was a game that everybody was uh, criticizing for three and a half quarters, something like that. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's kind of tripping all over themselves to talk about how good it was, which games can be close without being good. I would like, agree with that. That's, that's just true. Yeah. Like the stakes are obviously insanely high with every drive when it's a one score game and you're down into a sudden death or trying to push the game into overtime. And the fact that the teams came through in those moments and, and tied it up and, pushed it through into overtime and then the 49ers scored and put pressure on the the Chiefs to score. That makes it more compelling, but overall I would not call that a good a well-played game. I, it was it was fairly sloppy and I I think the special it's, teams were sloppy at times too, obviously yes, those yeah. were critical. Right. There, know, the there, were, there were mistakes by both yeah. teams, yeah, and yeah. I think I think credit to both defenses because the 49ers had a great plan early for the Chiefs. And uh, the Chiefs really put the clamps on the 49ers down the stretch that in a, in a way that was just really impressive to see. And I, I, it's crazy. You, you've been on this kind of all postseason, how Steve Spagnuolo is the part of that whole thing that makes it run. Because the Chiefs defense plays in the playoffs like a top five unit. And that's, that's not an exaggeration. So they're, they are what they are through the season. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs as a team now seem to be kind of grasping that strategy where you you just kind of muddle your way through but the fact that they proved that they could go on the road and win two road games and then win a Super Bowl where they're an underdog 
I think that's going to give them a level of confidence now that they just need a ticket. They could go in as the seven seed and you'd still have them as the Super Bowl favorites. It's kind of a catch here because I think the Chiefs defense possibly gets worse in the future here a little bit, maybe because you're losing like you're losing Chris Jones, which I think we have to talk about the shining example of like the counter argument to everything that again, I I hate going back to this because we've talked about it so much, but the almost sack people like he made several plays that didn't show up in the box score as a sack but deterred touchdowns from happening. So did Nick Bosa. So like, yeah, that's kind of the point of the argument that everyone's trying to make. Um, you know, I think it's it's funny, like maybe a Blink-182 version of, of J.J. Watt was in attendance watching the game uh, with some retro hair, could maybe take a note or two on some of those, those plays and the outcomes of which dictating a quarterback's comfort, uh, sort of wrecking that has an impact on the accuracy of a football throw. And like, that changes the outcome of games. And he was every bit as important as Patrick, every bit as important as, you know, Travis Kelsey. Like he he deserves shine, and there's a chance he might not be back for them next year. Yeah, there's Steve uh, Palazzolo from PFF had a great tweet. Uh, at halftime, J.J. Watt complimented Nick Bosa for a near sack. So, that's, yeah, that's rich. I, it's, couldn't, it, it's, it's as rich as a, as a creamy Alfredo, Jake. There, mm-hmm. it's, there's not a level of richness beyond this. The the reason, this is the last thing I'll say about this, I prom- I swear to God. The, the <laughs> it reason, won't be. That's a spoiler. <laughs> the reason that this entire argument is so annoying is because it doesn't pass even the briefest sniff test of what football is like. If you watch football, if you're not arguing from an agenda place where you just need yeah. to be right no matter what, if you're just being honest with yourself about how football is played, so much of football is impacted by things that don't show up on the stat sheet. That that's just the game, and that's why the the most valuable contribution football writers, people that follow the sport, can give is breaking down the film and giving their opinion because it adds nuance. If we had to follow this sport with only statistics, we would have a lot of inaccurate impressions of who the best players were. It's as simple as that. So I will leave it there. Yep. It's it's just it's an argument that doesn't even pass the briefest sniff test, and that's why it's so infuriating to see so many people making it. And you mentioned last night uh, on yesterday's show, so many of those people are people in positions of power that should know better and make a disingenuous argument to drum up engagement. So that's that. You're absolutely right about Chris Jones and the Chiefs' defense. How much he drives the the pressure piece of their up front unit. Yeah, I I am. I am so, you know, I, I'm very eager for him to get out of Kansas City. He deserves <laughs> yeah. a payday. He does. He yeah. really does. And I think he it, it would be great for him. And it would really be great for the league because he is he's one of the best defensive players in the league. Yep. And it's really tough because he does a great job of playing it slow through the year. Didn't even play this entire season. I mean, he sat out the beginning of the year is what I mean to say and and turned it on down the stretch and was amazing in this game. And it's like you go back to the Bills game, his pressure directly affecting the Josh Allen, Khalil Shakir throw, like the moments, he steps up in the moments to to somehow be the guy that alters quarterback's comfort and he can rush off the edge. And like, I think there's a chance when we look at the KC dynasty later on, that we leave that guy off in terms of being the front part of the conversation. And I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Steve Spagnolo is, is uh, I think he's special. Um, and and he, he's so good at diversifying coverage. But the thing that's kind of amazing is that when you look at the box score, like the 49ers 
weren't bad. Purdy threw for 255. They ran for 120 yards. I mean, I think the thing that caught my eye early, Andrew, is that the Chiefs were feeling things out, not really connecting on enough consistently. And obviously even Mahomes threw an interception there in the early, not early, but the middle portion of the game. And they couldn't capitalize. That was their problem, right? Like they have the fumble on the opening drive where they're they're just sort of willing themselves down the field. McCaffrey fumbles. Maybe if they score there, they're up 10 or something early. It's a different vibe to that game. I don't know. I just like two things stood out to me as we started to, to do a quick prep for this show. I don't feel like Kansas City's going anywhere because even if the defense steps back, this is the worst version of Casey's offense we're going to see in a while. Mahomes on record talking about reducing cap hits to allow them to go get more and more and more. I mean, he's throwing to Nicole Hardman, who they brought back late in the year. You know, Marcus Valdez Scantling, who is so limited as a as a as a pass catcher. I mean, Travis Kelsey is slowing down. You can see that this guy is not who he used to be. And like young Rasheed Rice, like it's just the weapons are at a, at a spot that they could be picked off. Um, and they weren't. So it's like, yeah, there's there's a give and take thing of their defense might step back. They could, but they keep drafting so well. So it's just really tricky. So the two things that I just left walking away from the couch to come back here to talk to you with. I don't think Mahomes and the Chiefs situation becomes really disrupted until Andy Reid retires. That's it. When Reid retires, how they replace him, because we know that the coaches that have been shift, shipped off from his underseeing department have been bad in other places except for Peterson, but even Peterson has been uneven at times. So those guys have not been good. Who's taking over for him? Spagnuolo is a head coach, not good, hasn't been good. So you th- throw him into the head coaching role, then who takes the deep? That's my point. You're not The, the Chiefs will not be disrupted until Andy Reid retires because Mahomes has a decade here. And I just, again, tweeted it out, and I want to remind everybody, your quarterback is not him. So stop pretending that he is and making up all these things in your mind to do that. He, he, he's not him. And what I mean by that. He delivers in these stages that your quarterback doesn't deliver in. And I just like all of these moments, like if this was a storybook from a video game where you do these next achievement, 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 he delivers in all of them. The difficult throws, the things you need to read, process, get rid of the the ability to run today, running nine times for 66 yards. I mean, a couple of those were designed, um, honestly, very indie driven, that little, um, you know, dart RPO where he can throw it to the flat. If that, you know, if the, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like you're, you're reading a split zone RPO read. So he can throw to the flat right now, but the 49ers kept chasing it, sending a man to the flat, and he was just pulling the football and running it. So a couple of those are big, but there's these moments where like, again, most quarterbacks wouldn't be able to process. Oh, I just need to sneak through the line and run here. Like he just is, he had another run earlier, Andrew, where he ran through a couple people on a third and like two. He is, um, you know, and I feel like I'm watching that play. I'm like, man, if that was like Deshaun Watson or even Brock Purdy, like that guy gets decapitated. It would be an ugly. And somehow guys like just don't, they're afraid to hit him. He's got this stigma on the league. He's got this like voodoo he works. And it's um, it's going to be really frustrating as the Browns continue to be the most serious version of themselves, that this guy's always looming. So I find myself thinking the only way out of this to feel confident that the chiefs are no, are no longer the chiefs is if Mahomes is split up with Andy Reid, And then I just feel bad for Kyle Shanahan. Like I just, 
I, I just, <laughs> you, I, you might not. And that's fine. There's a lot of people that don't, but like, yeah. I just really respect him as a coach. And I think he's sure. driven the NFL further than a lot of influence has been driven from some of these people that think that like, you know, there are these Belichicks and like they're disciples. They don't do it. This guy is funneling coaches into the league and making the league better. And I think he's really good at this, but he just can't win a Super Bowl. And I just, I don't know, man. Again, I'm not everybody feels the same way, but I feel sorry for Kyle. I just feel like eventually he's going to get one, but this has got to be really hard for him, man. So that's what I left thinking. Yeah. To your point about the Chiefs, I think you're absolutely right. It's the, it's the combination of the quarterback and the coach because they kind of pick each other up. Reed, you know, maybe has a play call where he's wrong and, and Mahomes makes him right. And, but with a scramble or something like that. And then Andy gives Patrick so many kind of easy uh, outs at different times too, so that he kind of takes a lot of the processing load off of him so that he can, then when in those moments of improvisation, he shows up. So it's, it's really a, a beautiful symbiotic relationship. It, it, yeah, there's no way to watch it though, without thinking about the, the long lasting nature of it. The only thing I'll say is it's the same thing that I said a few weeks ago about the AFC North, you can't, you can't count on these things to uh, go away of their own. You, you can't count on Mahomes to dissipate or Reed to retire. I, you know, so the only way that you, you do it is you beat them. And, and I know that they feel unbeatable in these moments, but I also, we, we know that the, the chiefs have been beaten in the Super Bowl, right? So like, and they've been beaten in the AFC Championship game. It, they, it, they, you can win those games against them, and it is the job of other NFL executives, coaches, etc., to find out how to do that. And so, like, I, I get it. It's kind of, it's a bummer. There's, a, there's a fatalism to it that you, you feel like we're just basically locked into Brady Belichick Part Two. We just got rid of Tom Brady finally, and now we've got the next level of that where it's everything Tom Brady did plus a better athlete who is also probably a better pure thrower of the football. And it's, it's sort of the ultimate quarterback package with one of the better offensive play callers in the history of the sport. And how are you going to get past that? Well, you you just, you got to find a way. So keep on keeping on. Right. Right. Exactly. And I, I just think about the dumb stuff that happens in the NFL. Like you remember 15 years ago when, the Dolphins all of a sudden one year were like, we're just going to run the Wildcat as most of our offense for most of the year. <laughs> yeah. And it took the NFL most of a year to adjust to it. Like, I do remember that. Yeah. There, there are, the NFL has room for dumb stuff to happen. So if the Browns or any other team can figure out something that either specifically foils what the Chiefs do well or something that the Chiefs don't know how to stop offensively, all you got to do is beat them once. You don't have to beat them every time. You don't have to beat them every year. You just got to beat them one year. So uh, I, I guess I just want to try and be a little op- guardedly optimistic that again, just like with the Ravens and the Steelers in the AFC North, you can't just, what do you want? You know, <laughs> it's not like the Browns are going to be like, well, you know, Pat Mahomes and then you got Lamar Jackson over here. So we're just going to kind of call it. We'll, we'll, we'll see in like 10 years. We're just going to take, yeah. we're going to take a decade off. You guys, be good. We're going to get the stadium built, but we're mostly just going to kind of be doing like flag football events around the community. Yeah. You, you guys don't want to see us try and play for a, a championship. Do you? I mean, that would be embarrassing. Right. So I, if I I'm just that, talking about the chiefs being favorites, like, no, I hear you. They're, they're going to be favorites it, every year. Yes, totally. Yeah. I'm just saying like, and even they got on the road this year. That's the difference too. Uh, totally. Like, yeah. 
they yeah. they did some things that they haven't done. So it's just it's just really it's really tedious and annoying. So I I guess what I'm getting at is they're they're on the mantle. Yeah, they're on the mantle of like we need to think about getting through them until the one of these dudes is done. And obviously, Absolutely. it's yeah. I thought maybe Andy Reid would uh would he, I feel like I'm not trying to do that, but like he's not far away. I just, you can get the vibe. You you can smell it. Like it's not it's not all too far away for him. But you're right. You can't just sit there and go. Hey, you know, maybe Andy Reid uh retires, right? You know, and then we're and then we're good. But I know you had another take about the Browns too. So so do share. Well, I think I just was thinking about some of the games that the Browns pulled out this year against the 49ers and against other teams that they were underdogs against. And when you get into these sloppy games, it is just a matter of finding a way to win that specific game. And I, I feel like the Browns could have won this game. Like, I, I feel like they have enough talent on both sides of the ball that they belong on the same field as the teams that we saw play tonight. And I think the quarterback question obviously continues to be the biggest question, but a healthy Browns team, relatively healthy Browns team, both of these teams were pretty healthy, mm-hmm. that that with the, the coaching staff that they have and the talent that they have, I think th- would be able to compete with either of these teams. In, in, because it, it's just, I, I think, and, and I said to you pre-show, I don't know that they could make it to the Super Bowl, but I think if they made it to a Super Bowl, they'd have a shot to win it because – like what and what I mean by that is that I think the wild card round, divisional round, those those games are a little bit more wide open, but I think psychologically the players get two weeks off and they really there's a tightness to every Super Bowl. It's mm-hmm. just part of it, right? This this game goes goes under somehow again, right? Like the, yeah, uh, it did hold on though. Right. right. But it's right it's right yeah, but it's uh, you just when you're looking at it in the build up, you're like, well, these are two great offenses. They can each score thirty points, and there's they go through a full overtime and and get to twenty five, twenty two. I think it's just a reminder that the Super Bowl is typically a tightly played game, and if you yeah. can come into that game with arguably, you know, in in the next few years, you'd still have Miles Garrett, who is probably the best player on any field he walks on to, right? <laughs> in terms of just sheer athletic ability, that can be the difference in a tightly contested game. So I, I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't, there's been other years in the past where you watch these final games and you think, man, they're not even close. I think I was so heartened by a lot of what the Browns did in close games this year that I'm more inclined to believe they belong in this tier, notwithstanding what happened obviously in Houston at, in, in early January. I think too, like I'm, I'm watching it. Obviously Mahomes is, you know, the guy that catches your eye, but you know, I didn't think Brock Purdy played bad. I I thought he, I thought he delivered a lot of great throws against pressure to the point that, you know, all it took, I mean, I think the chiefs only had one fourth down in that overtime run there, but like all it takes is that ball gets dropped or Mahomes trips on fourth and one and you're a super bowl champion. So like, you know, and it, it kind of goes back to, to the divisional round game, which is why you keep playing these things from back from 2020. Like, oh, yeah, all of a sudden Mahomes is out. He's got, you know, he's got a concussion. Like, you got to play him. So, that, that no, you know, you don't live in fear here, but you're also trying to, like, properly place what it takes to win these, which is really, which is really tricky. And it's like I'm watching Brock Purdy deliver a bunch of really quality throws against pressure and stress, but they're not, like, throws that you shouldn't be expecting the guy that the Browns traded for to be able to also make. So 
you can go toe to toe. And I know that like, again, chiefs are beatable. They're, they, they were not, you watched them this year. They're more beatable than they've ever been. It's just, um, you know, I, I, I sometimes lose the right way to phrase it. They, they're just, they, they have this feeling of inevitability because of what they've done recently. You know, what are we on three of five here? So yeah, I don't know, man, get over the stigma that that's, that's it. But I, I again, it, kind of just feels like it doesn't fully go away their magic doesn't go away until until reed's done and again reading kelsey or i told you the other day i, I wouldn't be surprised if kelsey had retired to go into the hall of fame the same year as his brother did just you know go out on top but uh, if you listen to his drunk bloviations after the game sounds like he's going to come back but yeah, he got drunk really quick i thought impressive the man was on the podium already loose like yeah. what is happening right strong now? strong work from travis on that one i don't yeah know. whoever gave him a couple like yeah. you know quick, quick few nips there yeah so it's really sure, something they sure did um yeah no I, I mean that's it that's kind of it. i i guess there's like surrounding stuff i missed a really nice 400 hundred dollar payout on a bet my my one that really ended up having a chance tonight because isaiah pacheco ran for 59 instead of 65 yards so that one stung. I didn't get anything else close. I, I did see that Reba's was close, right? Yeah. Like she was barely at, snuck over. Yeah. I saw, but I saw one, one site said it was over. And then another one was trying to say that the second part of a syllable. So I got really close. Oh, I, I okay. Yeah. I don't know. What, yeah. What, I had what? a, uh, I had a parlay that fell apart because Debo Samuel had three catches on 11 targets. There it is. I had Hamstring. him, I had him for four and, uh, he got plenty. He got peppered, but uh, didn't bring a lot of them in. So nothing else yeah. close. No, no, not really. It was. Uh, I did. I did figure out a, a a bet that I really liked late that um, flies in the face of everything I said pregame. But mm-hmm. I thought that there was a chance that the the Chiefs would would kind of blow it wide open in the second half. Okay. And so you there was a way you could hedge that with a. You could get the Chiefs plus seven and a half for minus three hundred, which I kind of liked, and so I used that minus three hundred like safe bet to bet on the Chiefs to win by over a touchdown. So it, it ended up being a wash, but uh, yeah. So overall, not a very exciting uh, night of wagers for either of us. But I, th- I think our, our buddy Brad Ward had a good one. So seems to have quite a few of those. Yeah, that's to Brad. He he spreads him. it around. He's 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 doing a good job. He's yeah, I, I I want to go back to what you said about Kyle Shanahan though, because I think sure. that's the other interesting thing about this game is that there's certainly now going to be a very strong public perception of him as a guy who can't get it done. Yeah. And I think that is the laziest narrative in sports. I'll just say that like as a, as a sort of philosophical statement, the fact that these are, these are one game sample sizes and you try and pass judgment on uh, somebody's career based on whether or not they're able to win these games. I see people already, somebody's out there saying, and every Super Bowl that he's been the whatever that, that he's been in, he's had a double digit lead and he's lost all of them. Like, okay, I mean, I guess that's true, but he certainly didn't hesitate to continue running the ball tonight. He ran the ball really well with Christian McCaffrey down the stretch. So I, I'm not sure, like, there's no, there's nothing behind that other than just saying like, look, it happened three times, which if you understand statistics at all, you know that that's not a large enough sample size to assess this. So to your point, his achievements are much bigger than what happens in these games. Mm-hmm. And certainly obviously running into, you know, the three Super Bowls that he's been a part of, it's been against Belichick and Brady and then Reed and Mahomes. So 
you got to also consider that. Uh, I, I agree with you that he's going to get there one of these times. And I think that this is probably the one that now has tipped me over the edge to where the next time he's in it, unless it's obviously against a team that I would rather see win, I will be rooting for him because I, I specifically, I think that narrative is just so lazy because it tries to reduce everything down to a handful of moments. They just went to overtime against the chiefs and had the lead in overtime. Yeah. What more do you want? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals, and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for all the fun you've had. So why would you go game time? They have flash deals, last minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats view which is awesome when you're trying to figure out how the stadium is going to look when you're trying to find that right ticket for the right price. And they have that low price guarantee and event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of the stuff to help you protect your money, right? It's the fastest growing ticket app for a reason in the country. You get images of your seats, like I said, before you buy them. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they're sent directly to your phone. All right, so you never have to go digging through your email to find something last second. It is always there. You can put them in your wallet app and make sure to have them up and ready to go. It's important to know you can download that Game Time app, which makes it extremely easy, very intuitive, very fast way to buy those tickets. Create an account and use the promo code OBR for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. 
Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co, but I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I, I think that every time I follow big Kyle Shanahan games, there's the timeout police that are like, I guess it's not the timeout. It's the clock management police on Twitter. They're always coming after coaches about being so stupid about timeouts and clock management, not understanding that coaches have a million things going on. And sometimes something could get missed. That's the only time I saw them come after him tonight. I thought he was aggressive on some fourth downs. Um, So, I mean, I guess that he didn't use his timeout about 55 seconds before halftime i saw the the, uh, t- the clock management geniuses coming after him in a way uh, of attacking him but uh, i thought again i thought he was relatively clean in this one and i thought he put himself in a good position um, he didn't uh, encourage his guy on special teams to have the football hit the foot he also didn't encourage christian mccaffrey to fumble inside the high red zone you know happens happens man it just yeah, yeah. And, and and you're right. These are the things that people talk about all the time, and they say goofy things about it. Had a had a guy open on that third and four. Yep. If Chris Jones doesn't blow that play open, that's a touchdown. Or yep. yeah. So one thing I'll just ask in terms of thinking about if you were in, say, you're a 49ers fan, mm-hmm. is there any part of you that wants him to go for it there, fourth and four from the Kansas City nine, knowing Mahomes is going to get the ball back? I mean, I think that it's to the point that Mahomes makes that a coin flip for me. Right. Like, I, That's I, I mean, any other quarterback, I would say, just take the points and trust that your defense can find one stop in a 14-play drive, right? Yep. But um, if, you're, if you had gone for that saying, we didn't want to give Patrick the football back without having scored a touchdown, I also would have been like, okay, that's a fine response. But, you know all of the variables that had to come together for the chiefs to, to get there, including getting a fourth down. Right. And a lot of really close ball mark situations. Like it's hard to be like, that was the wrong decision. I know you're not saying that, but it's just right. like, that's the only, it just, it crossed my mind yeah. at the time. Cause you're like, well, you're giving Mahomes the ball. And if they score a touchdown, they win. It just feels a little bit vulnerable to leave yourself yeah. in that situation. I kept thinking to myself, this is like eerily similar to to Brady against the Eagles, where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're like classic Tom Brady's got the football chance to go win this thing. He's going to do it. And then just a strip sack happens out of nowhere. Right. And it right. just takes one play. And it, that's, you know, again, you got him at fourth and one. You had him on some third downs and you, you couldn't get off the field. And that's, yeah. uh, that's how it goes. But. Yeah, look, yeah. Look, looking at the play-by-play of this game, it's 10-6 in the third quarter, late third quarter, right, uh, with what? The, the Chiefs punt back to the, the 49ers at, at 2.42 in the fourth quarter. Yep. And then, and then it goes uh, – they get the recovery on the fumble, so touchdown. Then the 49ers go score a touchdown. Then it's field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, touchdown. So there's not another drive that ends in anything other than a score beyond that muffed punt. That, I think, if you think about like going back to the idea of the Browns and how they compete in a game like this, that's the thing, is that you have to be able to play caller and quarterback, get points out of every drive down the stretch. Yep. Because you have to assume that whatever team is on the other side, whether it's the 49ers or the Chiefs or the Bills or the Cowboys, or well, probably not the Cowboys, but you get my point. The <laughs> Eagles, let's say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
the Packers who are resurgent, they're going to score every time because down the stretch, these guys get dialed into what the other team is doing mm-hmm. and you're just going to have to go points for points and hope you have the ball last. It's really, yeah. it feels like a lot of these playoff games that end up close. It comes down to that. Just going blow feel, for blow. It did feel like, like probably that late third quarter moment, but really into the fourth quarter, you know, it probably was after that punt, the, the chief score in one play, right? I think it's the first play both of those offenses started to really figure out the defenses and you could see that they were getting comfortable converting and getting the looks, the answers, the throws that they wanted to get. So um, yeah, at that moment, it's really tough. A couple things I want to hit on before we get out of here is a Drake Greenlaw thing, man. They, they Wild. really, they really picked on his replacements. That was mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. I think that was, that was big. And I'm like, I mean, I'm sitting there like my Kelby's in the, in the room and, I, I mean, I like gasp. I'm like, that. that is unfathomable. Could you imagine in that moment just, just getting yourself ready to run onto the field? I, I mean, I couldn't. I know that some Achilles injuries happen. Grant Delpit, you know, you're jumping up and right. landing. Or, like, right. I've got a buddy who tore his just jogging. You know, they happen. They're weird. But, like, God, man, to be – could you imagine being in the moment of, like, this is everything you've worked for in your entire life and you're running onto the field? I just can't think of any more sickening, like, situation to have that happen and not you're making some heroic play you're just jogging trying to get onto the field to start a series and it and it pops like good gracious man yeah I, was... tore, I tore both of mine tonight going to the fridge for another beer so i kind of yeah. can kind of sympathize but uh my get off probably not quite as strong as drake greenlaw no i it's <laughs> it's yeah it it's one of those things that gets lost in the in the shuffle because there's so much that happens in a super bowl yeah plus you've got that two and a half hour halftime thing going on. So it feels like the first half was played Saturday morning, but yeah, for sure. That I was one of the most important parts of the game and it happens because he, I mean, just total freak accident. And for that to happen, you think now considering the timeline of it, he's probably going to miss all of next year as well because it's so late into the postseason. Maybe he's able to get back for the playoffs next year, but it's, I, I can't imagine the emotions of I didn't do anything. Nobody hit me. I just was excited to run onto the field. Yeah. Even mid play, even right. play where you're right. planting a non-contact fine. Also, I have a question. Is this our ability to see, like, I don't ever remember before like Kevin Durant's Achilles in that playoff, like 2018, 19, he tore as you could see a pop. I don't ever remember people like noticing a pop of an Achilles. Is this like a high definition TV I, yeah, thing? I think this is a high def thing. Yeah, because I'm like every one of them now. Everyone's like, oh, Achilles, mm-hmm. right? Like you're noticing it right away. Whereas, yeah, it's I like watching never, a guitar string break. Yeah, never. I never remember anyone saying that even like ten years ago having that conversation. But maybe we're in the era of the Achilles injuries. Um, all right, so that's probably it. Some Usher thoughts. I feel like Usher is. Um, a generational thing. Like if you were like, I kind of like, it was in my high school years in the college. And if it wasn't that for you, you probably shouldn't have wasted your time watching it. Kind of like mm-hmm. if you put Paul McCartney on the Super Bowl halftime show, I'm probably just not going to watch that. So I find it really interesting that people are just like, that was an awful halftime show. Oh, you don't like that type of music. Yeah. Yeah. You probably do think that even though the sound quality was pretty rough too. I'll say that that, that, that was a problem. Yeah. That, but, that the sound quality was a problem. And then I, you know, I, 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 it's a very specific type of show because now they've gotten so into the idea of it being like this sort of medley where they're playing the the hook from a, a, a 
wide variety of songs. So it, mm-hmm. it's a very different thing, right? It's it's very it's very visual, obviously, and it's pretty frenetic. I I this this is an area where like for me it doesn't do much, but I think in terms of like what it was as a spectacle, it was on par with the other things we've seen recently, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I see Ludacris. Little, little cameo yeah he and he he nailed his part uh he did. I, I just talking about production quality I, jim nance has lost a step man like he's he has it's slowing it's, down and i i think i like not trying to put everything on good old tony romo there but i think i think tony's not helping him no because no, he's not it, it feels like jim is having to do all the heavy lifting yes and so it's it's almost like he's he doesn't – I feel like Tony – I'm just trying to put myself in Jim's shoes. It feels like Tony would be very unpredictable to call a game with because he's kind of always exclaiming and he's he, he kind of will trail off and you're not sure if he's done sometimes. Yeah. He doesn't really sometimes fully complete his thoughts. It's like an ADHD adult. For sure. Yes, I think that's a good way to say it. And, and Jim Nance has always been very steady, but yeah. he's often worked with older, you know, he used to work with uh, Billy Packer on the NCAA, uh, mm-hmm. March Madness and Phil Sims. And so guys that were a little more predictable, a little bit more uh, p- slower pace mm-hmm. and that fit his style. And I feel like he's gotten sped up yeah. by Tony yeah. to the point where now he's kind of like, you know, and it just, yeah. it feel the whole feel of it was these guys aren't, they're not finishing sentences. Yeah. I feel like he's trying to keep up with Romo times. Exactly. And, and it doesn't likes, work for him. He likes very, yeah, like you said, very predictable cadence-driven calls of games. and Yeah, like he'll go back to, to Augusta in, in April and he'll nail it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not able to think on his toes for things to say. Because sometimes Tony will leave, like, he'll say football things that need a follow-up because he'll leave it very ambiguous. Yes. and And he's not used to having to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people who work with Greg Olson, I think do a great job with that kind of then like knowing and feeling the moments where like, Oh, he has deep insightful football knowledge, but I need to pressure that out of him in some sort of way. And it was also like the highlight for me is <laughs> I got to say it is uh, the, the punt fumble that hits the foot. Yes. So Tony is breaking down what happened. They didn't originally see that it hit the foot. Mm-hmm. They correct themselves on a Ray Ray McLeod was actually right for trying to recover that. He's pointing. They're still in the, the slow-mo replay. And he's pointing. You know, you can see him pointing. And then, like, Tony's explaining this, which is correct, which is what most football teams across the country, high school, college, NFL, they tell you on short punts where your guys can't see the football to yell Peter. You know, I think you guys can do the math on this one. It's not hard to figure out. Romo then following that up with saying they're making a Peter, Peter, Peter call. And and why they do that, I don't really know, was the most hilarious, awkward moment of a game Mm -hmm. I have seen in a long. I couldn't stop laughing. I I, I was in my (laughs) living room chuckling. I couldn't stop because he knew what he walked into and he had no way of getting out of it other than to just act like he doesn't know why they use that term on short punts. And it's like, that is a microcosm of the Tony Romo experience right there, man. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe just use any other word. doesn't have to be mm-hmm. perfect, right? You could right. just say any other word there and not have to walk yourself out of that one where anyone with a football brain is like, <laughs> hey, buddy, we know, we know what that means. And so do you. So yeah. I found that funny, but yeah, no, I, I, it was, I don't think that they're, be- they're not, there's not, they're not hopeless, but I, I just think that there's, I think what you said about it being a little bit ADHD, a little bit scattered. And that really disrupting Jim's rhythm 
which is always the best part of what he brings to a game is to kind of sort of the, it's like listening to a grandfather clock when he announces a game and Romo <laughs> just screws up the timing of the clock, man. Yeah, so it's like flicking the seconds button. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's playing with the pendulum or whatever. Yeah. It's, yep. it's very, it was very hard to listen to at times. And I, I, I just think there needs to be a higher standard for, I, I, I think it was, I don't remember who it was on, on Twitter, but somebody said, we're really going to continue to get Tony Romo for uh, high-end games and we're not going to get Greg Olson anymore for high-end games. And that yep. feels rough because it's not a meritocracy and that's very obvious. So I just I'll wanted be, to get that in there. I'll be very interested to see how good Brady is at this because there's a chance he's awful at it. Right. There's, there's a real chance he's awful yeah. at it. And a lot of people are banking on being pretty good. All right. Last thing before we get out the door, favorite Super Bowl commercial. Any come to mind? I like the Dunkin' Donuts. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I like the, yeah. like the J Lo thing, Matt Damon. Getting I involved. also saw someone say, "This is this is me t- telling you things I read on the internet." I guess tonight, but mm. uh, <laughs> sorry for that. But but some <laughs> somebody made the point that they used to not every commercial didn't need to have a celebrity. Yeah, and that that's true. Like if you think about the the commercials from twenty years ago that were the most famous, they it was like a weird idea often. Yeah. And I yeah, think now I, it's I, it's yeah. really about the cameo, which I think kind of weighs them down a little bit. But you're right. The Duncan one was one that it used the celebrities to a purpose. Yeah, you're right about it. now that I sit back and think about it, like Michael Sarah doing the lotion and like, yeah, it feels like if you don't tie that people think if you don't tie, I would say the other one that didn't tie celebrity and was was funny was the uh, the bird mascots for the, the leaving and coming. But did you see that one for Sunday tickets? It was like. I missed that one. So they were flying with the Eagles at first talking mm-hmm. about how they always travel and then they come back. Like there's a cameo of the Ravens and the Seahawks. And I think, I don't know. I think the Cardinals were in it for a second or two there, but it was just like, you know, football's leaving, but it'll ultimately be back. They always come mm. back every year and it was all the bird mascots, which yeah, I thought was pretty that's good. It was like, I mean, it was that. like football players in pads flying through the air. The jets were another one of them oh, like nice. being a jet flying through the air. So it was kind of funny. Um, but I can't, I honestly though, outside of those, I love Parks and Rec, so I think like there was the yep. uh, April and Ron commercial, but it wasn't really very funny. So no. I don't, and I don't really I don't, like Baja Blast. Yeah, well, my wife is a huge fan, so she oh, got cool. a kick out of that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's the, I can't think of any other single commercial unless I'm. Well, I think we should probably be trying to get in touch with the good folks at Timu to see if we can get a little bit of money out of them because they obviously that? have some. I've never even heard of it before tonight. It is a Chinese, uh, uh, well funded. Yes, clearly. it's it's like a it's like cheap Amazon. Bidding like, so it's, it's like, not it's not bidding. No, no, no. It's just a just you buy stuff, but it's like all knockoff, knockoff. So the, okay. the quality is is very poor. So all right, you shop like a billionaire though. Got yeah, that going for me. Yeah, it's a, there's a there's a lot there, man. But a lot there. I, if they're if they're handing out money like that, I I feel like we should maybe get some. Yeah, they got a secret Timu deal. Mm-hmm. for this one right you know dan marino probably winner of the night a lot of a lot of cameos saw somebody tweet yeah. it had been ben axelrod who said that if we see dan marino one more commercial we're gonna have to start questioning his financial decisions so <laughs> you know dan keeps the shine but uh yeah that's it that's it yeah i can't think of any there was one funny tweet that the start of the song yeah from usher the 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 the, the first two like chords of music are their sleeper agent for older millennials to just yep. be activated. And That's it's right. like, that is a fact. Thinks yeah. We think of like prom and homecoming and then going to college and having 100%. fun evenings. So yeah. 
activation key. Uh, anything else to add, Andrew, before we get out of here from the Super Bowl? No, man. That's everything I saw online tonight. I'm really Love happy it. to report it all back to you guys. That's what we do. We come together and we say, did you see this? Yeah. Did you see that? And hopefully that's <laughs> really you guys all over to my say. phone tonight, man. I killed it. Did, and then you guys get to say, as we're talking about, did you see this? Did you see that? Yes, I did. Or no, I didn't. And then we can have fun conversations that way. That's a podcast. Mm-hmm. We, we are going to get out of here. We have, um, yeah, we have some position reviews coming this week. We're like a month away from the start of uh, free agency bidding, so, you know, open conversation, not officially. You can't sign a deal, but you can likely call it tampering, maybe whatever it is. But uh, we're like a month away from that. We have the combine coming up soon andrew and i are going to get together tomorrow night on twitch and youtube to do a mock draft starting to push forward into that realm you know andrew and i don't have every prospect down yet but we can at least talk through a little mock draft stuff start start sort of spinning our wheels there and yeah otherwise we'll be back with some more we got to like push through we got o-line and then all the defense to do on position review still before the calendar turns over too late into into march and we've all checked out on that stuff but a lot of fun stuff coming even though we don't have any more football. We put the 2023 football season to rest tonight. Sad time, but we will get plenty of content to get you prepared for your 2024 Browns. That's the goal. We're excited about it. Listen, thanks for stopping by, enjoying this podcast, making it a part of your Monday. And then, um, you know, rate and review the pod if you can. Always appreciate that. You guys have done a lot of that on Spotify, which has been great. Uh, and on Apple too, where we're one of the most reviewed podcasts out there now. So uh, in the Browns realm. So shout out to you guys for doing that. And then otherwise, like I always say, be well and have a great Monday and go Browns. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com